Welcome to Nothing But Net Episode 7. I'm your host, Taylor, and I'm with my co-host, Carl Heinz Reichert. And today we got a special guest in the show. Two teammates, ex-teammates in here from high school. I'm with my best friend from home, Carl's teammate from high school soccer, Juan Fonseca. How does it feel to be on the show, Juan? It feels great, man. I've been I've been str- looking for this moment for a while now. Thank you for having me. It's your now, time to shine. Now explain yeah. the explain the ex teammates of high school. How did you guys uh, play together, or where did you guys play together? Uh, I, do you want Carl to go? Or I can take it from here. You can, uh, take, you can take it, Juan. I'll, I'll back you up. Left bench <laughs> for most of my high school career. You know, it was great seeing the team play and stuff. I kind of got a on field experience about the whole thing. It was it was good. It was a learning experience. It's okay. Well, it it didn't help like backup goalie, so it like yeah. Well, took your spot. It was tough. It, it was tough to get on the field then. <laughs> yeah, I was actually gonna get the starter that year, but um, some kid came from out of nowhere, and uh, <laughs> turns out he was pretty decent, and he'd been playing goalie his whole life, you know. And I had never played. So was it Julio? Julio yeah. Rangel. It was Julio Rango. <laughs> Man's insane. Man. <laughs> All I'm gonna say is this summer. We had to get that Mexican soccer league going again. You mean oh, the yeah. league? The indoor league. Uh, no, oh, not indoor. indoor. The outdoor one that you played oh, with not a family member. Remember one? Yeah. The one that you guys forfeited the championship with? We, we always ended up getting in fights. There was no point in going. We would just always end up losing. <laughs> That's insane. Fighting. Well, we get me, you, Ben, Carl, maybe John Kraft before he goes off to school. Ben? Sackler? Ben Sackler, Cyclops. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's get it going. All right, so... We're going to do the Premier League, Champions League in a special segment. Who? Yeah, the last one you guys are going to like with this one. We saved it for last. But first, Premier League, Sheffield United versus Manchester United. It was a 3-3 draw as the last goal was scored in the 90th minute. Went to VAR, and VAR did not overrule the goal. It was 3-3. Take away from the game, any of you. Juan, you can go first. about that? Uh, okay, I'll go first. Um. Well, honestly, it's uh, it's trademark Manchester United. You know, nothing seems to be going right for them this season. Uh, they're struggling everywhere. Defense, midfield. I guess the only thing that's kind of keeping them at bay, kind of even keeping them in the top 10, I would say, is Rashford. He always seems to kind of, like, save them towards the end there. And I don't know. Just typical Man United performance. I think, as we've seen in the past, as a trend of United, their youth comes through and saves them. They do a good job of grooming their youth, like in developing them to become good players. But it's about maintaining that and pushing them into stardom, where we've seen a collapse since Sir Alex Ferguson left. As we kind of talked about last episode, and you see that kind of come through again with saving what they thought was going to be a point, then what they thought was going to be three points, and ended up being a point again. So, well, to be honest with you, I watched the entirety of this game before heading over to my girlfriend's house, and. Sheffield United, for the first 45 minutes, played Manchester United off the park. United formed up, and I think it was a 3-4-3, because they wanted to match Sheffield United's 3-4-3. And Man United, for about 25, 30 minutes, if it wasn't for them having De Gea, this game probably would have been 4-5 going into half. I say yeah, three to four goals. goals. And with that, it looked like United couldn't play out the press. And you feel like in modern football with the pressing and trying to build out the back, they they couldn't find an answer to United or excuse me Sheffield's playing out of the or pressing. I think it's because the you know inexperience and really it's unfortunate that United. We talked about off the air with 
this team, and even the last episode, they don't have anybody, none of their key players. Matic gone, Pogba gone, Luke Shaw gone. Key players that don't even play. And not to mention one of their best players, Martial, got subbed off at halftime for Lingard, I believe. So, like we said, what I tried to argue last time was, is this what we think United is, just an average club that is coming uh, – not that they're coming off like a high, but like I just think that this is what United is The golden is age be. is gone. Right. The, the golden generation of Sir Alex Ferguson is now gone. And I think this is what United is. And they are now I – think, I think the table showed that they're tied with Tottenham for they don't really, They don't have any team. players – if I'm, I think I'm correct in saying they don't really have any players left from that era besides maybe De Gea from the tail end. Like, he wasn't starting, but... Yeah, because... Because it was Vandersar. Yeah, but. the only player I can remember coming off of that high is not a player anymore, and that's Michael Carrick. He's been through it since. And Rooney. Rooney, too, but Rooney's been gone. Yeah. But um, looking at the table, Tottenham and United, 17 points, sitting at 9 and 8. Or 9 and 10, excuse me, and then Arsenal above them at 18. So. See, see what I told you last week. I was like, Tottenham gets one win, and look where they at. They were at like, they were at like seventeen, or they were at like a fourteen or something like that. Yeah, and because they're all so tight in that group. Like, I mean, like I said, and Juan, you can even talk about this if you want. I don't. I mean, regardless of if you know, Ollie gets sacked, Poach comes in. I don't think Poch, I don't think Poch would go to United. I just think this the Premier League dropped up. It's done. I think Liverpool's going to win it. They haven't lost a game yet. 12-1-0 in 13 games. They have 37 City's shown points. City's undefeated. It's just I don't I don't know who can beat them. Leicester isn't going to do enough. Right. They're going to have a fantastic season, that's for sure, but, but they're Carl, not going to be able to do enough. <laughs> your man played. Your man got the start. Your man, yeah. who's your man? Tell everybody who your man is. Phil Jackielka. Yeah, for Sheffield United. So my favorite team is obviously Everton, and he's ex-captain of Everton. So it was nice to see him out there, the the good soldier. He was always a uh, like one of those guys like underdogs that you kind of root for. He's a smaller guy playing center back in one of the best leagues in the world. So. And I mentioned he's thirty-seven years old too. Yeah, he's a warrior. Gotta love that <laughs> man. The heart always putting, always wears his heart on his sleeve. So wrapping up, I'm gonna leave you with a question to both of you because I already talked about it. United has dropped to ninth. They're tied with Tottenham for ninth and tenth. Is Ollie still okay behind the wheel at United, or do you think he's gonna? Fin- do you think he's gonna get sacked? What do you think about the season? I like I like Carlo first. Um, I would say so. Uh, Solskjaer makes it out of the season. I don't think. Um, they've done it before, but I just don't think it's that toxic right now. I think there's still enough like. Good, I guess not, not not really good vibes, but like there's not it's not as toxic as it was when Mourinho left, like with all the Pogba and all that. Like, I think there's still there a decent relationship between manager and players. I don't think like obviously the results are questionable, right. but I think he still deserves more time to see how it goes and change tactics, change formation, change. Like, like he's been getting the more youth players into. So, right. we'll we'll see where that goes. I don't. I think he stays at least till the end of the season. All right, Juan, what do you got for us? I I think he's got two games in him, at max, two games. And what, what Carl's saying is true. Uh, it's definitely not as toxic. I feel. I mean, Mourinho, he was making press conference and just absurd comments, just about every other week. But um. Well, the case with Old Gunner is if you if you really think about it, you know he was well he took over Mourinho I think in March. Um, he at first you know 
he won 14 out of his first 19 games, right? And that was great. Everyone gave him praise. Like, oh, this guy's definitely taking the job. But if you think about it, after the Champions League game against Paris Saint-Germain, he really hasn't produced anything. If you, um, in the last 16, for example, no, no, uh, he's conceded 19 goals. And he finished sixth last season. Um, I, I, I just don't see him staying for too long, to be honest. I, I think he has two games, maybe max, depending on how well they drop off into the table. But I, I can't see him staying too long. Hold on. What, what, what's their upcoming schedule? Are you saying I, I two, gotta, league, you saying two league games? Or are you saying like – Two league games. Two okay. league games for sure. So I got to pull it up right now. Um, so the next four matches, one of them coming on this Thursday on the 20th of November. Oh, in Europa League. Yeah, Europa League, Astana versus Man United. I mean, honestly, I don't know where Astana is, so I hope United would win that. I mean, they, did, they didn't really show up in their last game in UEFA, I don't think. So, they have – they no, they got a 3-0 win. It's just looking right there. But, so they got Astana for Europa League. They come back that following Sunday against a struggling oh, Estevilla team. Then they go against United – or they go – excuse me. They go against Tottenham. They go against that's Moreno. A, that's a huge that's game. A that's, that's a, a huge right game there. for both of them. Yeah. So and then the cap. We'll, we'll talk about this game in a little bit. As the well. derby. They they got Manchester City. That could be a pivotal game. If they right. win that game, I think Solskjaer stays to the end of the season. So these these four games, I think, are like one said. He's got two league two games. I think he has to the Man City game. What I think the result of the Man City game is what's going to happen to Ollie. I think he's going <sighs> to either stay put or get sacked. I th- I think he I think. Because oh, in real, man. in realistically, the best thing he can go here is what, out of the four, like three zero one, maybe, <laughs> or two yeah. zero two or two two. I, I think he at least makes it to the winter break, like right. Yeah, I, I can see that. But I, I, I don't know because that Man City game, it could be tough. You, you never know. Derby, there, there, there's so many things that could happen too. Right. But like saying, because Astana, they should win on paper. Aston Villa, they should win on paper. Tottenham is going to be the result that's going to be That's going to be a grinded-out game. Like, they're going to play good football, but I think it's going to be, like, a like just one of those, like, gritty, like, not pretty goals. One of those sweaty goals that w- that will win the game or, like, get a result, like a tie out of the game. For so those two teams are looking for a Europa entry. So that's definitely going to be a... At this point, they're just looking for a result. Right. <laughs> so, like you said, if we go off, so if Tottenham, they draw, and then you go into the Manchester, the Manchester Derby, and they lose that. Let's say it's humiliating. Let's say, what if it's like a 2-1? you still think he's safe if he gets a result against Astana? If they look decent, I think, yeah. But if, if they get trashed by City, now, I'm, like I'm absolutely gonna, thrashed. I'm going to say yeah. this real quick. So, I'm going to throw away the Astana game and Aston Villa. They should win that on paper, like, easily. If they Easily. don't, that's rough. Right. So that Tottenham and Man City game, that's going to be the hot, like the boiling pot or the boiling point for, for Ollie. If he can get a result against Tottenham and if he can get a result against City. Because Manchester has been blue for quite some time now, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, yeah that would be facts. So I think, I mean, if you really want to go back, like the, pretty much the turning point was. Aguero. That was <laughs> yeah. pretty much it. The, that's really what got me into like, <laughs> Into Premier League, just hearing that call. That, that call is amazing, but yeah. So staying here with Manchester City, they beat Chelsea two one. They got goals from Kevin De Bruyne, Malrez. Thoughts on the match? Um, uh, you want to take this one first one? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, that was a really good match. I feel like in the first half, Chelsea was dominating that game, 
And then towards the second half, uh, Pep, Pep did his magic, like always. And he was really yeah. turned that game around. And, I mean, it wasn't even a, com a competition in that second half. I mean, Manchester City just completely took over. Nick just raised you. Oh, oh, sorry. I interrupted. I'm sorry. No, no, you can go. But, yeah, I think, I think it was a good game. And um, outcoached. Yeah. Uh, Ederson coming back from injury also helps. Right. Um, I think the, the thing that we can walk away here saying, and like we said earlier, that the Premier League's basically wrapped up. Chelsea still remains in the top four after that performance. And so Man City jumps the third. They're only behind Leicester by one point. So even though Chelsea lost, I think just the drop-off from, what, the top? So, for, so yeah, so they're basically lost. So from four to five is 26 points for Le or Chelsea. Five, it's Wolves with 19 points. So basically this is looking like the top four is going to be basically locked. Would you guys agree with that with – Liverpool, Leicester, Manchester City, and then Chelsea. You think that's going to be the – anyway, it's still going to be those four teams regardless of the finish besides Liverpool obviously winning it. Yes. I don't yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think another – hold up. I just want to go back on the game, touch on the game for okay. a little bit. Um, I, I think the way uh, City responded to the early – to the goal by – uh, Conte, I think, was huge. Just like six minutes later, like KDB scoring, and then, uh, then like Juan said, they kind of dominated the game after that. And it it did take uh, an unfortunate bounce against Chelsea with the shot took two deflections before going in. Right. But I think they did definitely deserve the three points. I just wanted to. I only said one thing on it, so I wanted oh, to yeah. say, I wanted to say a little, just a little bit extra. Well, we're staying here because now we're coming full circle with the United Man City. I told you, wait, wait for later. So after the game or during the game, Aguero gets subbed off with a thigh injury, and he will miss a couple of a uh, couple of weeks. Pep did confirm that he will miss the Manchester Derby or Derby. 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 In Am England, they say Derby. The Manchester Derby. So they're gonna, that's December 7th. So does that swing United as the favorite coming into this? Or do you think it's still Manchester no. City? Jesus. Gabriel Jesus. Gabriel Jesus just steps in. I really don't like – like, obviously he's not Aguero. Right. But he's a he's a top-quality player. I would say he, him and Rashford are, like – like, you can, like, kind of, like, throw stones. Like, it's really just whoever you fancy more, I think they're pretty even. One, you got to take on it. Yeah, I think I think Manchester City is going to win this one easy. Again, I, I think Gabriel Jesus is a – I mean, think about that replacement. Look at that sub coming in. Gabriel Jesus. Oh, we're missing Aguero. Let's just slap in Gabriel Jesus in here. That is – he's a world-class player. I think they'll be fine there. I mean, also, they're playing at home. You know, that's that's big. They're playing at the Etihad Stadium. And um, I don't know. Manchester City scoring at a ridiculous clip. I feel like most of their games, they are just – they're blowing past opponents like two, three goals. Or I think I think Man City has this pretty easily, even yeah. with Aguero. I mean, you talk about having people getting goals. Like you have Kevin De Bruyne or David Silva. You have Mares that scores. You have Raheem Sané. Sterling. You have Aguero. You have well, you did have Sonny until he got injured, but they have so many oh, yeah, options right, to score. Right. So it's that man be is always guys. getting injured. I swear. Yeah. Yeah. He's All right. We're moving into now the middle segment of the show. Champions League match day five preview, which is going to happen on November 26th and 27th to Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. We got all the games, and then we're going to do quick picks, previews, do all of them. 
Some will be more brief, but others will kind of do a little bit of a dive into. All right. So, Juan, Carl, let's get into it. The first match I have is Locomotive Moscow versus Bayern Leverkusen. Who do you guys got? I guess Carl or Juan, whoever wants to go first. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it from the top. Um, I say, uh, I think, judging off recent performances, I would say this is going to be tight. I think if you talked to me earlier in the group stage, I would have given this to Leverkusen. But I, I'm going to give it a draw, and I say it's going to be 1-1. I don't think it's going to be very entertaining. I think it's going to be – I think Leverkusen will push the pace, and I think they'll try and put pressure on. But I think Moscow has a decent enough defense. I think they'll kind of stalemate it, and it'll just be kind of a uh, – might be a little bit of a boring game. But I could be proven wrong, but that's just how I think. I think both teams need the points so that, like – they might want to attack, but I feel like Moscow will kind of just go into a shell instead and take the one point. But Juan, what do you what do you got? Yeah, that that was a hot take by Carl there. I I, I have to agree with him there. I feel like this is going to be a pretty boring game. Well, not boring, just it's going to be you know they're not going to give enough space. They're not going to give that extra. So I think it's going to be tied. I I say zero zero for that one. Oh, that's even more of a stinker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Watching ninety minutes of football, Champions League, you walk away with a zero zero. You just wish you had your ninety minutes back. Um, I'm 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 not I'm not gonna follow you guys. I'm gonna go Bayern Leverkusen winning this two one two nil. I don't I don't see there being much scoring. I just dude I don't know. Locomotive Moscow they put an easy goal on Juventus and then Dybala saves the you know, saves the day and saves three points. I mean it shows you how good their defense was. They they literally until that breakdown like right. Yeah. Just like Sheffield United breaking down United. Um. All right. Next game. Club Bruges versus Galatasaray. Who do you guys have? Carl, you can start. Um, I have it as a Club Bruges win on Ooh. this one. A little bit, a little bit different, you know. I I wanted to uh, show a little bit of faith in in the Belgian boys. Uh, I think it, it's a another type of grinded out game. I think that's their style. They hit you on the counter, play decent defense. I think in their goalie's definitely going to have to come up with a few spectacular saves. I think Galatasaray has a, a good offense. I wouldn't say amazing, but I definitely think uh, – well, in my mind, I say Club Bruges gets – in what most people's eyes would, I think, would say an upset, and I say 2-1. to One? one? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the safe money here, the safe bet, and I'm going to go with Galatasaray. You know, they're, they're playing home, right? Yeah, they're I playing home. They're playing home. And uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen, you know, those how those buses get received at Galatasaray, but uh, it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary, and I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go two zero Galatasaray over. Club. I I will say one thing on that. If you have, if you look at the standings, Club Bruges has two points and Galatasaray has one. So yeah. Well, you guys said the last game was a stinker, and this one smells even worse. Um, I say draw. I I mean. I'm going to give one a little shout-out here. Let me, let me throw this back to you. You know that Falcao plays for Galatasaray, correct? Yeah, yeah, I do. So, I I, I think it's a 1-1, nil-nil. Just, I think it's a draw. Draw on that one. Um, so, the third game, here we go. We're getting a little bit familiar now. Spurs versus Olympiacos. Who do you guys got? I, I like this game. I think the the men of Greece – the Greek men of Olympiakos are going to put a dub on Spurs. And I think 
Mourinho is gonna. Uh, I don't think Mourinho is gonna <laughs> manage well this game. Maybe maybe he does come out and put a little spark under Spurs and they get a win. But in my eyes, I I see Tottenham as just too up and down, too unpredictable. And I like the the way Olympiacos has played in Champions League, especially I think was a, I think it was last game or two games ago against Bayern. I think they put in a decent performance. I like their players. I think Olympiacos will win it three to one. One. I, you know, I think I'm going to have to disagree with Carl on this one. I think Tottenham is going to come in hot. You know, Marino's trying to prove a point here. Second game with the, with the club. They call him Mr. Well, he's not the original Mr. Champions League, but he's Mr. Second Champions League, I call him, because he has managed to win with with um, subpar teams like Inter in, the, in 2008. And I just feel like Mourinho is not going to crack under the Champions League pressure. And I feel he's going to try to make a statement. And at the end of the day... I feel like I feel like Tottenham has more world class players that are going to make the difference on this one. I'm I'm going to go with a three zero statement point by Mourinho. That's fair. That's fair. I'll give you that. I mean, Olympiacos in in Champions League. I mean, they are last in the table and they did lose to, to Belgrade. I'll give you that. I, well, I'm I'm going to go Spurs here, and I got a couple reasons why. I think it's I think it's going to actually be a good game because Olympiacos usually plays Champions League well. They played Bayern pretty well, as you mentioned a couple weeks ago. But if I'm Marino or Mourinho, <laughs> excuse me, Mourinho, this is the only championship that this is a competition that, that matters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, Premier League, we've been over that a hundred times. We beat it to death. Liverpool's won that. So I think Marino's gonna be like, you know what? I got a good group of guys I like. I'm taking over. I got great attacking presence. I have, you know, I as I mentioned when I was writing about it, they have good defenders, but they're coming off their prime. I got Loris, Vertagen, Danny Rose, players that he's wanted to sign in the past. So I think he's going to shift all his resources and all his focus to making a potential deep run in Champions League, almost like what Ajax did last year. Everybody said it was a sneak. But I think Tottenham could repeat under the new regime of Mourinho. I think Mourinho might take the squad in a different direction. I think, like, Eric Dyer has been playing very well in the midfield. I I think he puts, like, I don't – I think it would be a ballsy move, but if he does like Suzoko, Indombele, Dyer in the midfield, and like uh, Kane and Son, and pretty much, I, I guess like Rotate. Or Erickson? You think they're not going to. Nah, I don't know. Maybe he does put Erickson out wide, but I think he switches it up in the midfield and then goes like Alderweireld and Sanchez at, at center back instead of Retongan. I don't know. I, I like the idea of, I mean, Dyer, like we said, Dyer's been playing more. And it was so weird. This is so off topic, but I was watching something on Twitter. He was doing an interview, but he was doing it in Portuguese. And I was like, why is he doing it in Portuguese? Because he, he plays for England. And I looked up. He is from Portugal. That is Eric Dyer is from Portugal. He was born in Portugal, and that's like his first language. Oh, but he's, he's English. Yeah. yeah, he chose to um, That's crazy. Eh? Yeah, I did not know that. Because, like, you look at him, and I'm like, I was this being is, got, It but just looks English. Think, yeah. Right. But I like going back to one of – Juan's points about the inter team and Dyer could be one of those guys where you let Danny Rose go up and attack more and he covers the mid and then he covers that flank just in case we're I mean Eric Dyer's not going to be up front attacking I don't believe because that's no he's he's a DM for sure right so he can cover that flank let Danny Rose you know move up and whoever wants to play at the left back position or if you want to move up the right back position as well so I, I I like 
Eric Dyer playing. I like that. A lot of people are giving him, you know, in the press are giving him pushback because he doesn't look good, but, you know, he wasn't playing under Polch. So, anything anything else you want to add to Tottenham versus Olympiacos? All right. Well, moving to Manchester City versus Sharktar. This one's pretty easy, Man City. Yeah. You, you give me any goal, any goal Man City scores. I yeah. Know, I think they win this easy. I think across the board, City is just – Shakhtar in the past has given like teams a run for their money, but this year they just haven't had that fight. I think they they didn't even show up. I think against Dynamo uh, Zagreb or whatever. I think I think it's that's how you pronounce it, but they didn't show oh, up yeah, against Dynamo. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I uh, yeah City all the way. It doesn't honestly. It doesn't matter. It's probably gonna be two to three plus. So. I don't see there there being a point in even talking about it more than that. <laughs> um, you want to go on to the next one? Yeah. Um. So another game that we could just kind of breeze by. Another Colombian superstar to look out for that plays for this team. Atlanta versus Dynamo. Atalanta. Yeah, Atalanta. I don't know why I just pronounced that wrong. Every time I get so nervous when we're recording that I cannot pronounce stuff. It's okay. So it happens every time. Atalanta. That's who I think is going to win this. Um, I, at the start, really, of this whole, like, Champions League, kind of didn't think anything of uh, Dynamo. Like, it was just a, like, a team that was, like, I don't really know much about, kind of a wild card. And they've kind of proven something to me with their results, like, this Champions League. I've been really surprised by what they've brought, like, with a draw against uh, – Two two successive draws against Shakhtar, um, only losing two zero to to City. They put up a little bit of fight and thrashing Atalanta. So, I think that Dynamo wins this game. I think it's closer than the four zero that they beat Atalanta last time. I think it's gonna be three two. One. Um, it's tough. I, like Carl said, I don't. I don't even know. I had a Google search Dynamo. Turns out they're from Croatia on that one. Uh, I don't know. Just I'm just gonna go with the name on this one. I'm not too, uh, you know, I don't know too much about these two teams. But I'm gonna go with uh, Atlanta, just because I don't know. I trust in the Italians. Hey, you you, uh, you got two Colombian guys out there. You got Zapata and you got Moriel. Yep. Some some Colombian love. Zapata and Moriel. All right. We're moving into. The, the group of games that are more meaningful to us because our clubs are involved. And these are the Tuesday games, obviously. Carl, your beloved Bayern Munich yeah. versus Servinia. What Red, is the result going to be? <sighs> Red Star Belgrade has played very well and shown up against opponents. Uh, I will say that. They've surprised me. Um, but... Like, the, with the they surprised me by beating Olympiacos, but other than that, like the last two times they've been thrashed by Spurs five zero and four zero, and obviously Munich beat them the first time three zero. I don't really think it's a contest. The uh, it's gonna be three zero plus maybe five something like that something in three in the three to five range doesn't really matter. My my prediction actually for this game is that Lewandowski gets a hat trick. <laughs> One, that, that, another hot take by Carl. I I agree with him 100 percent on this. I I, I smell the high five coming through. 
I smell five goals coming through on this one. Yeah, um, pencil me in for Bayern. Whatever, whatever the bet is, I'll take it. Bayern Munich. I, I don't, I don't see anybody trying to. I don't see Servinia sobbing Bayern Munich. And with Lewandowski's recent form, mm-hmm. and a person I want to get to later in the show, I, I don't see anybody stopping him. Yeah. All right, moving on to a game that means something to me. A game that I think is this one and the next one. Two yeah. are two of the. Four best games this week. We have four good, really good games this week. So two, two, two on the Tuesday and two on the Wednesday. Yeah. So, the, so this game, I'm being a homer. It's my Juventus FC, my football club, versus Atletico Madrid. I'm saying this is going to be a hard one. This is going to be a. This is going to go down to probably the 80th, 90th minute. I think the ball is going to come on and do something special. <laughs> it's going to be the Dabala show. This man's the super sub of Juventus right now. Ronaldo's back. Ronaldo's healthy. He he's starting to look like he's actually thirty six years old. Age is catching up. He's to not thirty six though. He's thirty five. He's thirty three. Yeah. He's thirty three. Messi's thirty one. He's thirty four. Wait, thirty five. No, no, no. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's no way he's thirty. Oh, come on now. Ronaldo's old, man. It's sharp. it's starting to show. He's thirty four. So he's thirty four. Thirty four. My bad. Yeah, thirty four. Oh, okay, His okay. needs are starting to give oh, up. Oh, that's bit. what it is. He's 34 and Messi's 32. That's what it is. Yeah. We're seeing the pass of the torch of Ronaldo to whoever. No, no. Yes. No, no. it is. It is starting to look no. like that. It's starting to happen. Ronaldo is looking like yeah, he's Yeah, he's – oh, my God. He's, 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 he he's, did he's, lose he lost, I mean, He lost that step a while ago, but he's adapted yeah. his game. Yeah, he's, he is. he's still – He's a true he, nine now. He's a true – Yeah, he's literally – he's still top three in the world. I would – Unquestioned. It, it could be that he just plays for a tough league, man, and it's really hard to score in that freaking Italian league. It really is. They do play good system defense, right? So I'm I'm going with Juventus winning this game three one. That is three. They're gonna three. score three against Atletico. Yeah, I was gonna get what? All right, I think it's, all it's gonna be, it's gonna be <laughs> neck. All right, listen, listen. It's gonna be neck and neck till halftime. I think it's gonna be. Draw it's gonna be it's gonna be no no or you know one one going into halftime. I feel like once once Juventus scores that second goal, then they just start playing just fluidly. Okay. You see Cuadrado on the right flank, another Colombian shout out, Mister. What do they call him, Juan? You you know his nickname. What do they call him? Mister Electrico. Translation: Mister Electric. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's gonna be doing some dancing moves and let me tell you something. He doesn't score goals. He's a great goal scorer. He's a score. No, he's not a great goal scorer. He's <laughs> a scorer of great goals. There we go. He's gonna Got do, some, he's gonna do some salsa or some cha cha on the side when he scores, and I'm gonna be right there watching him. I'm gonna be like, that's that's my right wing. Yeah. Oh who, my who, God. Do you, who do you got one for this game? What do I got? I man, I'll be honest with you. I got. I got Atletico, you know, and I and I say it's trademark Atletico W here. By that I mean play defense the whole game, mm-hmm. zero errors, you know, the way Simeone loves to play. Um, and then a set piece or a corner or they just manage to get that freaking goal, whether it be in the first half or a minute eighty, and I feel like Atletico is gonna win this one zero. Trademark Atletico, trademark Simeone. I I kinda agree with you, but I think Madrid does go I think they go up 1-0. They they're playing their defense. But I think either I think well I don't know obviously what the starting lineup is going to be at this point. Right. But I think 
if I had to guess, I'm going to say they sub on Ronaldo and he ties it and they go 1-1. Mm. So you think Dybala gets the start then and he comes off for Ronaldo? Yeah, I mean, I could, obviously Ronaldo's one of the best players in the world and coming off injury, he could, he could start. Yeah. He could start in the lineup if he wanted to. Right. But if they were playing it cautious, then they sub him on and he scores. Either way, if he's, it gets, he's going to play. I, I don't see a way that he doesn't play right. in this game. It's very important. So I say whether he's starting in the starting 11 or he, he comes off the bench, he's scoring late and tying can, the game one Can I drop like a, a little, little, little cold take here? I'm calling it a little, I'm calling it a little cold wave take. take because this might go into a tsunami take in a couple years. In the next couple months, I think Ronaldo's going to be on his way out after this year of Juventus. Wow! Now I out say of, that out of Juventus or just like he's out of Juventus. He's going to go somewhere else. I feel like the way Juventus is medical team and sorry going against Ronaldo, and you know who Ronaldo is—the ego and him wanting to succeed. He hasn't had success at Juventus yet in Champions League, and that's really what I think Ronaldo's main focus is Champions League, and I think it's always going to be his focus until he he hangs it up. This whole injury scandal, then him putting a hat trick up in you know international play, his ninth international hat trick by the way, just that to me does not seem like something that just goes away. And I feel like once once that threshold starts to crack and open, there's no coming back from that, no turning. So I can see, as much as I like Ronaldo and as much as I love Juventus, I think that Cristiano Ronaldo in a year or two will be will be out of Juventus, and I think that. Juventus is starting to see what it's like to play with somebody like him and the how almost like I don't know how to describe it. It's not the ego, but like it's like I don't know how to describe it's it. It's sapping. It's just an energy that that Ronaldo brings. It's is his his right. aura. Like what I, what all, I, I, I all of the whole package that Ronaldo is. I can I compare it to like LeBron. So like when LeBron starts taking over. Then his people come, so I feel like it, I don't. I'm not saying Ronaldo has people that come and take over Juventus because they're not. But the team kind of revolves around him, right? It's like, hey, I'm Ronaldo. I don't care how old Juventus club is. You know, hey, they might be my childhood club, but like I'm still Ronaldo, and you're gonna focus around me. And this whole injury scandal over the international break does not settle with me. So I'm gonna leave it there. But but we, with that being said, what do you think he's going? I mean, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, we're, he we're, wants to win a Champions. Right, he, he would take him at this age, uh, you know, uh, and pay the money that he's asking for. I think, I think he goes to one more team after Juve, and then I think he goes back to Sporting Lisbon. Ooh, wow! I never thought about that. That's actually a good point. So, so Sporting he goes England. Portugal, England, Spain. He's dom. I mean, he didn't. We can't say he dominated Portugal because he was gone at eighteen. Yeah, but I mean, I'd still, you know, looking back at it, and if he, you know, he leaves at the end of this year, he still. Had success, but he was with the Juventus, so that might be a little asterisk because you know Juventus is always favored. But into this year, it's been neck to neck with Inter, I believe. That's second on the table, or Napoli? No, not Napoli. Anyway, but I don't know who's going to take him. I don't know because I haven't really thought about that. But I just think like he is going to go, and I don't know. I mean, he's not going to the MLS. He's still got a lot left in the tank, I believe. I don't think he'll be in the MLS until he's forty plus. Yeah. I don't think he he may not even go ever. Maybe that's what I'm saying. That's why I said the sporting thing. I think he. I think that's more favorable for him than the United mm -hmm. States. Just like you know what I've you know go England, back home. I think where it all started, kind of thing. Right. Kind of a full circle moment. Win the league with Sporting because it's Sporting and Benfica and Porto and Porto. Mm -hmm. Porto, yeah, Porto's a strong. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we could even say maybe he goes to a a German club. Maybe no. 
He, you don't think so? He doesn't fit in German football. I don't think I don't think German football will will accept him. I will accept your take on that. You would know more about German football than I would. All right. I don't, think any, I don't think any team would take him. I don't think Leipzig. I don't think Dortmund. I don't think Bayern would take him. And those are the only three teams he'd want to go to. Well, if I have Robert Lewandowski, my man, I, I wouldn't take him either. I'd take Lewandowski over Ronaldo. Yeah. Right now. Right now. Yeah. Okay. Enough of that. Enough for Ronaldo talk Juventus. Uh, now. Last game of Tuesday. Last game Tuesday. Probably the headline game. Again, that Juan will be watching wherever he is. <laughs> Carl and I will be at. It was a dramatic game the first time. Dramatic game the first time. These two have a little history the last couple years, even with Ronaldo being at Real Madrid. But it is, I just teased it, Real Madrid versus PSG. I'm going with PSG 3-1 against Madrid. Carl, who do you got? Madrid has picked up form a little bit. They've been playing a little bit better. It's not like, it doesn't seem as shambolic as it did back when they first played. But I think PSG goes and stomps them. I say they win four to one. An absolute thrashing. I I've been doing a lot of hot takes, having a lot of upsets. I think I just think on the day PSG is gonna show up and show their class over Madrid. So Juan, if you wanna Juan, if you wanna give your take on that. Yeah, that was a, that was a lot to take in here, you know. Real Madrid being, you know, my 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 team of love, my team of. I, I know. Since I was a young boy. I know. <laughs> uh, dang, three to one and four to one. I I don't know. I feel like, like you said, Real Madrid. Real Madrid's in form right now. They um, they're still conceding a lot, but I feel like they're finally kind of getting it all sorted out, especially at the top. I feel like uh, the youth, you know, the Brazilian youth that we got on top. Um, they're just trying to show out in Champions League, man. And I think Zidane, kind of going back on Mourinho's take, I think this is going to be a game of coaching. And I think Zidane, Zidane has a lot to prove here. And, uh, and and getting a win against PSG, I think is crucial for him. And I think I think it's going to be a two-zero, uh, a dual goals by Benzema, the French okay. legend, is going to net two. Is Neymar going to play though? That's a good question. Is he gonna be on the, coming off the bench? Is he gonna start? Like, um, we don't know. Knowing Neymar, that guy is injury prone as well. I, I say he's probably coming off the bench. Did you know that PSG had uh, Mbappe? You know who that guy is? <laughs> yeah, I heard about him once or twice. I heard that he's been uh, PSG or excuse me, Real Madrid's been linked with trying to get Mbappe over. Oh, we'd be, we'd be stupid Neymar. if we didn't get him. But the thing that concerns me is that we got Hazard. I don't, I don't know. If, but, I, I, I mean, Mbappe's a striker, is he not? Yeah. He can play left wing. He plays left wing, though, sometimes, too. Yeah. Because if you, if you have, like, Mbappe, Cavani, or Mbappe, Cardi. Yeah, and, and Cavani on top, usually. And Neymar, so. I don't know, man. Up top, you're going to have Mbappe, Cardi, Di Maria. I mean. Di, Maria, Di Maria's playing out of his mind lately. Yeah. We talked weeks ago, probably one of the first two episodes. Here's where, my star of the week on the episode one. Episode one, very first podcast. I or was it you that gave him or was it me? I gave him. That's my star. Ain't, of the I week. mean, Angel Di Maria. Like I said, quick timeline. Real Madrid, you know, wins trophies there. Goes to United and just like, just, just wasn't who it, was, was Di Maria a, on United? Yeah, 
No, nobody. I didn't even know he played for United. What was he there for? Like a season, maybe? Two. Two seasons, two. riding the bench, Ow. you know, not getting, you know, the starts. And he got PSG. That, what and just, on, who was the manager at the time? Was that uh, Louis Van Gaal? Yeah, I was like Van Gaal. Louis Van Gaal, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So you, you, you just think about Di Maria just reinventing his career, really reigniting it. And just PSG has been the perfect place for him to do that. All right. I think we should move on to Tuesday. We got move through these a little bit quicker hopefully besides the heavy hitters okay um zenit versus leon i got leon 2-1 i like memphis to pie again i had uh, that's exactly the same thing i had i had 2-1 leon one Uh, i have um one zero one zero leon yep leon yeah all right next match valencia versus chelsea i have a draw one one two two maybe I can't see myself picking Chelsea after the Man City performance. Ajax, Chelsea, and Valencia all have seven points in this group right now, I believe. Or I think that's what they have right now. I think we talked about off air that they're all tied. Um, yeah, points. all yeah. on seven. Yeah. Um, I think close game. I think both teams want to get a result, obviously. But I think both teams need know this game is pivotal to getting out of the group. So – I think it's a very forward and attacking game. I think last time it was a 1-0 win for Valencia last time they played. Uh, I need to check that real quick. Juan, who do you got for Valencia while Carl's looking that up? I got Valencia Chelsea. Chelsea. I got Chelsea 1-0. 1-0 goal from uh, Christian Pulisic, the American future. The guy, the guy he, that he, I He's been struggling with a groin injury. It was 1-0 Valencia, by the way. So Pulisic is out with a groin injury. Uh, he's been battling it. He's been like playing, but like he's like like playing through it. Just I, when I questioned who he was as a soccer player, he came back in that recent yeah. form. All right. Uh, yeah, I think I'm I'm gonna give it. Uh, they both push really hard. There's some defensive mistakes on both sides, and I think that leads to goals. And I think it's a two-two draw. Both teams are not gonna get what they wanted, but they do get a point, which means both their performances against Ajax mean a lot more. Okay, uh, next game, Slavia Prague versus Inter Milan. Inter, Inter Milan for me. Uh, 3-0, they're on form. Inter 1-0. Really? Slavia has played well. If you've looked at all their performances, Slavia has played well and up to their opponents every single time, including the game against Barcelona. I say Inter, just they're on Champions League form. They're going against Dortmund, just scoring with ease. I think they win 2-0. But I'm not going to discredit you saying that Slavia probably I, I, I mean, I still give Inter the win 1-0. Right, 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 right. Very. Um, yeah. Lille versus Ajax. I have Ajax 2-0, 2-1 maybe. When Tim Way comes back maybe. Uh, yeah, I have Ajax too. Ah, uh, yeah, Ajax all the way. I don't think I don't think it's close. I think ZX scores a brace. I think it's 4-0. Ghent versus Red Bull. I have Red Bull. Is it okay? So Red Bull, this is the team with Holland on it, correct? Yeah, this is Salzburg. Okay, yeah, yeah this is Salzburg. Okay, it just always says a, they always list them as Red Bull, so that's why I, I kind of hesitate. Uh, I always go off ESPN. This is Salzburg. Okay, so Salzburg, I think they beat Ghent two 0 Gang, yeah, uh, yeah, they they play. I think it's three three one. Holland's that that man. I'm gonna go four 0 I had a Google search Gank, and when you got to Google search a team, you gotta you gotta go with the. Uh, <laughs> with a lot of goals. Uh, come on, man. They got uh, Mignolet playing for him. Come on. I F- think. Filet Mignolet? I don't know. All right. Um, I'm saving the last two games because we have a little bit of discussion. Red Bull, Lipzig versus 
Beneficent. R- RB Leipzig. RB Leipzig. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, draw. I think it's going to be 1-1. Warner gets a gold. I think I'm, I'm going to be a little bit of homer on this one. I'm going to say Leipzig 3-1 over Benfica. Juan? I'm calling 1-0. Uh, yeah, 1-0. Simple game. Who, who, who won? Yeah. Leipzig. Oh, Leipzig. Okay. All right. I'm going to pick this one first. Liverpool versus Napoli. All right. All right. One, one of the games right here. These last two games are going to be the game of, of yeah. Wednesday Champions League. I got Liverpool escaping 2-1 against Napoli. The one, you take this. I'm... Okay. Um, man, this is tough. I'm rethinking. I feel like I feel like currently it is impossible to bet against Liverpool. I mean, it really is. Just from them winning the Champions League to being undefeated in the Premier League, Liverpool. It's looking like they might even try to pull a, a two P. But I'm I'm gonna have to give it to Liverpool. Although I can't take away anything from Napoli. Napoli's playing great. I'm just gonna have to go with Liverpool. Two uh, one. I feel like it's gonna be a really good game. Two one. I think. I'm gonna go. Ooh. I'm going along with my theme of the day. His fingers are. He looks like you're about to brew up a potion. I'm gonna say Liverpool up early. Ooh. All right, Liverpool up early. Two zero. Okay. Okay. Cooley Bali shuts it down in the back. Allen runs the midfield. Mertens Insigne up top. They battle back to a two-two draw in the second half. Hmm. Man. These, are, these are the two top leaders right here. So, I don't. I think that was it. Salzburg. Salzburg would be it. Yeah. So it, Salzburg gets. They get three points. They'll be at seven. But it'll be ten nine. So it would yeah, nah. really go down to the last day between Napoli and. And they should Leipzig. put it away. But. Yeah. All right. No, that's Salzburg, not Leipzig. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was looking at the group. If anybody, I, I sorry, I should have elaborated. All right. Yeah. The last game. Barcelona versus Dortmund. Rematch of match day one. I had to take in the beginning when we first did the podcast that this is going to be the year Barca slips up and they don't make another group. Last time it was a bo- – it was a, the most interesting 0-0 that I've ever watched. Royce with a missed penalty. Many, many chances for Dortmund to win the game. I just, yeah. I just want to hold my – I wish – I just want to see what – because Barca right now is not playing well at all. In league, it's just been Messi has been carrying them. And that team and when he was bad. injured, it was on the rocks. Right. So, if Dortmund win this, they go 10 points in the group. Barca says at 8. We pick Inter, Inter to win. To win. They're at 7. Yeah, seven. There would be a point out. And what would be the last game? Is it still and, – Inter-Barca, I think, would be the last game. Oh, Please. For, not even for the sake of me being right. Like, yeah, I could care less. I- Inter-Barca would be the last game. That so, Everything would be on that game. Right. So, I would hope that – I'm still going to pick Dortmund wins this 2-1. I think it's going to be late, late, late magic. Maybe like a Royce goal or a, or a, a Witzel header, something something crazy. Something that would never happen. Or maybe a whole, um, I think Matt Hummel's header. I, I agree with you. I think it's a defensive lapse from Barcelona and Dortmund this time, unlike unlike El Match Day 1, finds a way to put the finishing touch on something to give them the win. And I, I also agree 2-1. I just I want this to work out because if, if I can just say that, like, dude, I predicted Barca having, like, burning out here. If they pick up 
two L's back-to-back against – I mean, you had to say Dortmund are a respectable side to Inter are a respectable side this season. And if I see Barca, if Inter, like we said, if they beat Slavia, they're on form right now in Champions League, and they get in that second seed in Dortmund's one, I think I'd, I'd be the happiest person in all of the world probably. Juan, what's your take on this? Do you think my take is, is looking juicy? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to join the hot take the hot take train on on this one. I I, I don't like Barca, but that that shouldn't put my feelings into this. But oh uh, yeah, well, we know that. <laughs> I think Dorman I think Dorman could pull the upset here. I, it's gonna be tough, but one nil. I'll just go one nil with Dorman to join uh, the the hot take train. This only this is <laughs> I'm looking at the I, I'm on Google right now. It would be Barca Inter on the December 10th. Oh please let it happen. Please let it out. Not even because I don't like Barca, but that that is a script breaker. Inter Milan coming into you know Champions League, Barca slipping up and then not making the group stage. That would sh- that would really turn that. It would shake things so, down. Yeah. When's the last time Barca didn't get past the group stage? That's a years. I would say more than a decade. All right. I'm oh, gonna, way more. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Carl look that up, but I'm just saying like because right now Barca is like in a. They're in a panic, but you know, like you ever seen those pictures of people crying, but they have like a mask over their face to look happy. That's what Barca is right now because they're relying so heavily on Messi. Their new signings are doing anything. Like you look at Griezmann. Griezmann, I mean, people have been taking it out of context. He's saying that he can't dribble. He doesn't know how to shoot in front of goal. He's just not used to it. A little, little bit of a panic move, and they have him. And then they had the the sixteen year old hype train coming through. Rakitic is even playing for Barca, who has been one of the key guys. That's you know. Is, was on that the tremble or not the tremble team? Did did the twenty fifteen sixteen or fourteen fifteen Barca team that won the Champions League? Did they win the tremble that year? Uh yeah yeah they won it all. Wait the fifteen? I think it was fifteen. It was against Juventus. Carlos looked like he's. Uh, wait here. yeah I did I did. Guess what year is the last time they didn't make it out of the group stage? Nineteen ninety one. Yeah that's nineteen nine. Yeah, I would say in the ninety eight. Uh, you 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 gave it more than than. They deserved. Um, oh, okay. Uh, oh, uh, 2001. They got out of Champions League in the group stage and went to the UEFA Cup and lost in the semifinal. Wow. There, I, I couldn't even think of – I don't even know Barca was even in the Europa ever. That's all yeah. dominant – the Spanish – I mean, not just the Spanish, but that's all dominant Barca's been in just really the last, like, 20 years. That year they finished fourth in the league. Mm-hmm. So, 2000, 2001. We got, since Juan's here, we, I, I had a special topic since we're talking about UEFA, really a Champions League dominant. We're 50 minutes in right now, and I know this will probably be the longest pod we've ever done. This 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 will, I think this this, this discussion is going to be very good. This might take, might take 20 to minute. 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my girlfriend's behind us, and she just looked at me with, like, the worst face, like, oh, my goodness, it's 10-17, I want to go home. She got to wait because – this this is going to be a good topic right here. Uh, definitely, it could get heated. It's going to get heated. Yeah. A lot of – I we'll think maybe just looking at it, it, it kind of looks like we all might have the same team, but, like, there could there's be some an argument. Homer, so, Homer picks. There could be some – The decade's closing. Some we're sleeper be, picks. <laughs> yeah. 2020 is coming up in the next couple of months. You know, we all made it this far. It's great. So, I hope we have a great end of 2019 and have an even better 2020. Let's get on with it. Decade's closing. So I said, who is your team from the decade, from 2009 to 2019? 
I just said the decade because we we haven't done 2020 yet. So pick your 11 of the decade. We're we're gonna let's do this. How should we do this? Should we start with position and then we all yeah. Name? Okay. Start, start start from back to front. I'm gonna do back to front. Everyone Almost. did everyone everyone did like four four in the back, three in the midfield, three at top, right? Yeah. Yep. Right. I, I was so, yeah, trying start to. From goalie. I was gonna see if I was gonna do a two or a four four two because just how the time was, but. Football's changed since then. So we're going to start just from goalkeeper. We'll just do each position and then at and the talk end. talk about it. Yeah. Um, do you, no, no, no. So just do one position and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's okay, what I meant. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. And for the video, I'm just going to have like – I'm going to put in the video like our positions and who we think. Okay. Okay. Um, starting at number one, goalkeeper, I have Casillas. Carl, who do you got? Uh, Manuel Nori. Oh. Oh, I thought, I thought <laughs> okay. we were going to have the same keeper. I have, I have Iker Casillas as well. I, I debated, but I picked my homerism over. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> if, you think about, if you think about, he really, really broke onto the scene. It was amazing in the 2010 World Cup. That's when his, like, the start of his, like, peak was for me. The start of his, like, uh, like Great. being the top keeper in the world. And he's maintained that up until, I think, about two to three years ago. So I think most of his prime has been in the 2009 to 2019 era. He's still a world-class top five keeper in the world. I think over that time period, he has been the best keeper from 2009 to 2019. If you said maybe like 2005, 2015, I would have given you Iker Casillas, yeah. But yeah. I think because I, I, I think Casillas has faded out over Like he's still a very good keeper for Porto. But I think just the class and the stage that he's doing it on, I think Neuer gets it for me. Yeah, Juan, I'm going to go ahead real fast. It was hard for me because you say homerism, and I would have put Buffon. I really would have, but it just would have been just a little those, bit earlier. Those yeah. Real Madrid teams, I mean, really from the backup is really what it's built until you get the arrival of Ronaldo. Casillas is just I, – I don't – and him and Buffon, it was hard. It was neck and neck, but I, I put Casillas down. B- Buffon, Buffon was my got, Buffon got the better of the last half of the decade. Obviously, one – Eager goes to Porto. You don't see him in the Champions League as much often because Porto isn't the same club level strength as Real Yeah, they're Madrid. they're in it, but they're not like at the top of it. I just I just saw a video that made me just want to you know freak out was when it was a three it was a three nil or the three three aggregate with Real Madrid and Buffon and Buffon that the penalty late and he gets uh, sent off red. Yeah. And I think the thing that holds back Buffon is not having that Champions League. I think that's another thing. You know, Neuer has no, one. He has one. Eager has one. I mean, Buffon has done everything in his career. Anything you could dream of being a goalkeeper, you would look at Buffon World or Cup. even Casillas. He has the World Cup win. Well, so does Neuer. But that Champions League. Oh, and so could, does Casillas. Casillas yeah. has the World Cup win as well. So, he, he, we're, we're talking about – I mean, any three of these keepers I can see. I, I put Neuer third, in my opinion. But that Champions League, not having that trophy is just something that – it's just something you can't. I don't know how you away. can put Neuer third out of those three if you're talking 09 to 19. Buffon has played better than Neuer in the well, last. Buffon's been informed for the last decade as well. Yeah, he's. I think I, I what know, happened was when I, I, the Neuer only, got the hurt. Only, I was about to say the only thing I can see you saying is Neuer injury. But on his day, I say I'd take Neuer over Buffon. All right, Juan, well, you, you haven't said anything. What, what is your take on this? Because uh, you did say Casillas, correct? 
Carl brought an interesting point. Um, Newer has been more informed and more relevant until currently to 2019. But, I mean, Iker Casillas, that stretch that he had from, I'd say, 09 to 2014 is probably the greatest five-year stretch I think any goalkeeper in the history of football has ever accomplished. I mean, he, he literally won it all. I mean, he, there was not a trophy that he was missing. Um, I don't know, because he's just he's been, he played for the club for 20 plus years, you know, since he got there. Um, he has more he has more Champions League, I believe, than than Neuer. So I, yeah. I definitely yeah. it's a tough one, but yeah. I, I think he just has the edge. I told like I'm not like going against you. I think all of our picks were good, even with Dubon. Mm-hmm. And if you gave me three keepers, to, like pick like it'd be hard. But Casillas could be number one for me. But you bring in Manuel Neuer was a, like I had to think about that too. Like for a little bit, it's like, okay, Manuel Neuer, when he was when he you know he's different than both these guys. He's that sweeper keeper. He's got beautiful touches and does just things that keepers shouldn't do. That just like wow, I feel safe and Neuer was doing it. But yeah. like I said, with me, just the injury. So anything else you guys want to man- mention before we go off? I'm going to go to the next. I think this position's I, 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 in the weakest. Next one. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good with that. Do you want to go – you want to start at right or left back? Or? I'm going left back. I think left okay. back was the weakest out of doing this decision. And yeah. I, I, I copped out. I went um, – I, I kind of copped Alves, out as well. Danny Alves. At left back? Yeah. Left back? He's, He's right, right back. back. Oh, no. Oh, no. Do you want to rethink that while we go? Yeah. All right, Juan, you want to you lead us off? Yes. <laughs> yes, I will. I think, I think Marcelo. I yeah. think Marcelo. I went with yeah. the, I went with that. As, that was my safe pick. I I wanted to put, like, like I wanted to put someone above him, but I was like, who are we were like he's been very consistent. He's like gets into the attack, makes good overlapping runs. Is I would say decent defensively. I I wanted to be like maybe Roberto Carlos, but definitely not in the 09 to 19. It's just like. There wasn't enough like left backs that I liked that had played enough into the decade for me to be like, yeah, they're better than Marcelo. They just like I want I wanted to have some competition, but it kind of just for me, just Marcelo kind of ran away with it. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna get that in there. Yeah, Marcelo, I completely forgot that Danielle was played right back. Yeah. I mean, he had what competition wise, Marcelo had to go up against. Uh, he makes his first, first Alessandro. Yeah. But apart from that, there's really no one else that. His first appearance was 2011 is when he really starts. But I, like, I, I think that's what holds up. I think left back in the last 10 years has really been the weakest. Like, it, the only person that, like, and this would be me going really homer, is saying, say like, David Alaba. And, like, right. Alaba's been very consistent and right. good. He's gotten in the team of the year a few times. But mm-hmm. as of recent, he's been very good, but not amazing not world, great I not when, world class yeah when I, I think like alaba it. had like three or four and it just uh, i there's a lot of times three or four times in the team of the year i should say sorry and then marcelo gets the other ones and then it, it just really i think if you talk in the whole decade consistency at a top level he's playing in the highest level of games like so is alaba at Bayern, but i, I think madrid it, overall has played more important games over that stretch of time yeah. So you just got to give it to Marcelo. A reoccurring theme is when you look at the players I've picked, it's Real Madrid, Barca. They are, the Spanish teams have ran There's the last A decade. lot of Spanish yeah. players. So, players playing in the Spanish league. Right. Yeah. 
Juan, who do you have at left back? I think you already said Marcelo, correct? Yeah. So and we all Marcelo. Okay. okay yeah. So unanimous on that one. That was that one was probably the most boring yeah. position of, that, of the uh, lot. Yeah, the least interesting because, like I said, Mar- like you said, Marcelo and Alaba. But I just felt like Marcelo, just because he has that Champions League resume, you want, really puts it. You over. want to move into the center backs? Yeah. So I think we're going to do both center both backs. together. Okay. Yeah, as a pairing. Okay. One of them was a lock for me instantly. I yeah. have Ramos. As Ramos. The lock, yes. And I have. I couldn't. This one I had to. This one's a little about. bit tougher. <laughs> yeah, yeah this I'll go for me. Okay, I have PK. Oh, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't, dude. I couldn't do it. <laughs> okay. I couldn't put it down. I was between Silva and PK. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I Silva was on my PK list too. Because of uh, Champions League success, uh, international success, and amount of times being in Team of the Year. So it just and the consistency as he's aged. Mm-hmm. And being good on the ball, obviously Silva is good on the ball too. But especially when you're in the Barca squad, have to be very good on the ball. That's I, why I went. Well, I wouldn't say that's controversial, but I'd say oh yeah, a no, little no. bit different in going PK. I over, think another thing is Silva. just like I just one of my earliest memories of Champions League is Silva hitting that header to beat Chelsea yeah. to send PSG through. That's always gonna stick with me. Juan, who who are your two center backs? Uh, Sergio Ramos, that was the no-brainer, and then I was also in defense between PK. I don't like him, but I was in between defense of PK and Thiago Silva. But I chose Thiago Silva for that one just because. Uh, I'm going against. I feel like he's better at scoring than PK is, and uh, overall, he's just. I think he's better. Oh man, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of guys one timers in here. You know, I mean, we look at the recent. I didn't do Van Dyke too. Not simple size is too short. It's very very small. (laughs) On on like if you're talking today, yeah, yeah, Van Dyke obviously. And you got Cellini in the 2017, and then uh, Bonucci in 16. Keely put a few good years together. Bonucci's mm-hmm. put a few good years together. It wasn't enough for me to say. But, Looking yeah. back at this, Juan, you can even chime in on this real fast. Some of the surprising people on here that have made it. Like, no disrespect, Boateng in 2016. I That just threw me off. I didn't in, know injury, injury history. Right. That year, like, from 2014, I would say, like, Early 2013, if you talk about like around when they won their Champions League, and right. then you go through to around a few years after, I'd say like 2015, 16, after the World Cup and everything, that was like where he was playing his top football, and then obviously injuries and all that. Yeah, like, very bad. I like and he, his then. his decline has been fast. Yeah, ever since that Messi. No, the the Messi ah, crossing him up. That was bad. <laughs> I I will say. Uh, just seeing this quickly, I saw the the, the Ter Stegen in the twenty eighteen team. I want to go back to the goalie for just a just one yeah, quick yeah, sec. No I, I'd I say no, I'd no say rush. if you talk if you're talking tw- in the next like whatever the few next years, decade. Yeah, if you go from if you years. go let's say you go from seventeen to twenty seven, I think Ter Stegen will be that goalie. Mm. You think even over Allison? It'll be tough. Maybe that's just me being a German homer, yeah. but that, I just wanted to put them. Oh, no, no problem. Okay, uh, right back position now. This one was a lot for me, and it kind of sad because it brings up old soccer memories. I have Philip Lom immediately rocking down, down the right A lock back. for me, especially one of my all-time favorite players, German national team captain, Philip Lom, a great person, a great individual off the field, ambassador for the sport. Uh, ambassador, retired early. Yeah, ambassador for Germany getting uh, – part of the euro uh euros in 2024 i think great person on and off the pitch can be versatile from right back to mid always making the smart play very effective maybe wasn't the fastest 
but he was a great captain for Bayern and for the national team. Juan, who do you got the right back? I, I agree with you guys. Philip Lahm, he won it all, and he's just a, a world-class athlete and a world-class person. Philip Lahm, without a doubt. It's kind of sad that he retired so young. I, but I think when you get to those ages, and I've even seen Iniesta and Buffon where they've won everything, and yet, like, it's like, what else can I do, you know? Mm. Yeah, midfield. Right. Kind of set in stone. All right, midfield. We can go all three. If you want to do that and take it down. Okay. This one. Two were locked. One was was I, I couldn't. I I just put somebody down. Honestly. Yeah, there we had incredible midfielders this decade. So, the two the two lock I have is Xavi and Iniesta are the locks for me. Which Xavi though? Um Alonso or, or from no, Barcelona? No, 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 that's Xavi. Xavi that's Xavi Alonso. Okay, okay, Hernandez. Oh I say that's say Xavi. <laughs> yeah, Xavi. Yeah, Xavi from, from Barca. And then I put third Tony Cruz. I didn't even put that's Cruz. a hot take. That is a hot take. I, I, I think Wilson must I, put in there. I think he's too a diva ish. I just think over the last, he's been really just a. He has been very solid for Real Madrid in the last couple of years. <sighs> I, yeah, I he's thought, quiet, but he's effective. I thought him, but I didn't think over the 09 to nineteen. Yeah, yeah. That that's what got me. I have Iniesta, Xavi, and then I flip between a kind of a bunch in my head. I was like. Gerard, I don't know Lampard. Oh, Gerard, yeah. I don't know Lampard. I, I don't know that. Balak. That was too too early. Like, um, there was others that are not coming to mind right now that I thought of, and then and I was like, you know, he's been really consistent. Maybe not since maybe '09, but I think over very consistent and only recently been given that recognition that of the class midfielder he is, and I would say Luka Modric. I was on the fence about that too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's he's a world class. So I went. I went all uh, Spanish. Well, all, all La Liga midfield. Juan, who do you have in the midfield? Yeah, I went with all Spaniards as well. I went with Xavi, Iniesta, and the Real Madrid Xavi Alonso. Just because um, he won it all. I mean, and people forget Xavi Alonso. He wasn't just a great passer. I mean, he really just he was a brick wall back there. I mean, he was he had the same defensive skill set as I would even say Casemiro. He was just a slower version of him, but. Man, Xabi Alonso, I feel like, is definitely underrated. And he, I think he even won it in Germany. He went over there for, like, a year, I think. It was in Munich. Yeah, and Bayern. He played for Bayern, he played yeah. For Bayern. yeah. I, I don't mind that pick at all, honestly. I, I had him in for a, a hot minute, and I changed it to Modric. Yeah, yeah, those those are close. Modric, Modric that, has accomplished a lot. Yeah, I, I would say if you shifted this two years down, I would be Alonso. If you shifted this, like, maybe two years up, I'd for sure, for sure be Modric. So it was a, it was a coin flip for me. Yeah, I mean, even when you get – because 2009 is really that cutoff. I, I really the style think, in football really changed. Right, right, right. So I when think, you get yeah. to like 2019 and eight, you know, 2008 and 2009, excuse me, you get like the – You start to see the shift in football. Yeah, so Spanish just takes over. Because I'm looking at it right now. You go down from 2008, 2007, and then you see – A lot of Italian and English. A lot of Italian, a lot of Italian and English yeah. players. So when you said Steven Gerrard and then you said Michael Ballack and stuff, I just immediately was like, mm, I didn't think about those guys. But that was very early. Very, yeah, very yeah. early in the mid two thousands. I can't put Pirlo. <laughs> I, I thought about Pirlo no, for no. a quick sec, but I was like, nah, it's, that's just if too I, early. It's just too early. If I put a Pirlo in there, that just me being that's my favorite player of all time. That's being an extreme yeah. homer. But 
I saw Eric Avidal. That is a throwback. Eric Avidal is in a team of the year. Oh yeah. That man, that has to be in the two early two thousand. No, no, mid. No, 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 no. Keep going. Keep going. No. Uh, what was he left back? Oh, 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 oh. Okay. That was a no, left back like, for Barca, like, right? Or am I? Yeah, yeah, for Barca, I think he played right back. Honestly, Barca. I think he he got carried. Eric Avidal. Two thousand seven. Yeah, two thousand seven. For Lyon and Barca. Dude, he was an, he was an animal. Dude, that guy was crazy in FIFA for like in like one year. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that was crazy to see. Okay, um, I forgot about that man. I did think about, I did think about Zabi Alonso or Xavi. Am I saying it right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, Xavi, it, it, it sounds so similar. Xavi, Xavi, so Xavi, Xavi is the one that Xavi, Xavi Alonso, right? Okay. And then there's Xavi. Who is on. So ja, with the, like a B ending is the one that you're referring to is the is the Spaniard is the one that played for Bayern Munich Za, the Real Madrid yeah. Zabi yeah Zabi 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 yeah there's a V and there's one with a B yeah that's all I'm trying to explain okay yeah. um anything surprising when you look through the midfielders I think looking at it like I said Pirlo getting it in 2012 was something that caught my eye Juan and I had a text uh, you know text chat earlier. We always do random things where we text each other and say, what's the scouting report on a player? And Wesley Snyder getting it in 2010. Just I, think is, I forgot about that. Just a guy that won everything in 2010 and should have won the Ballon d'Or? Yeah. Then you see yeah, people... I think that was, he got snugged from that. He got robbed from that. And, in, and he showed up in the World Cup with Van Persie that year, too. Oh, yeah. You see Ozil getting it back-to-back in 12-13, playing for Real Madrid in that 13-year going to Arsenal. Just the, the downhill for him. Just... And I mean, Ro- I even Royce, Royce in 2013. Yeah, surprise. I was talking about that before we started. It's like, dude. There's a lot Royce of midfield there. Like, that third midfield spot was really up for grabs. Right. I think I said Iniesta, and, and, and I think that just like we had two locks and an up in the air, I think, for the forwards when we get there, two locks and an up in the air. I mean, you can see that Hazard happened in 2017. It's just really interesting. Oh, that's a forward, though. Yeah. KDB, yeah. KDB was midfield. You you get the twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen. You start and Modric only had three, and we put him. I put him in. So, all right. To the last three positions. I think the two locks. We should just two locks is automatic. <laughs> we, <laughs> the people who have dominated football for the last decade. Literally. So we got uh, Lionel Messi on the yeah, right. Yeah, almost almost to like, like the last fifteen years. Yeah. yeah. So you got Messi and Ronaldo. Both locks. Yeah, I have Messi on the right and Ronaldo on the left. Did right. anyone put Messi or Ronaldo as striker? No. no. I, thought, I was thinking about that. I didn't either. But I put he them just on the wing. recently transitioned to striker, so that, that wouldn't be Yeah, fair. I, well, I, I wanted to put them both on the top. wing. Yeah. yeah. So, the I striker, guy... oh, I debated like three Dude. or four. Like, right. it just, it's so tough. Um, I put a guy that wasn't has never been nominated, and we talked about him earlier in the show, and I've been teasing him. You already know who it is. Robert Lenardowski got my team of the decade. Because you know, now, that you, now you talk about it, I hadn't even realized that he's never won a team of the year. That's no, he's never won. I, he's been snobbed way too long for that. It's just the stuff he's doing, and he mm-hmm. is having a career year in what is he like 32, maybe 31, 32? Yeah, I and think 31. I don't, I just think it's it's crazy that he has not been on, yeah. he has not been on a team yet, team of the year yet. This year, he is just. Look, we got Stetcher here for 12 matches, 16 goals. Four matches in that Champions League. That one assist, though. 
I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't need. It. He's putting them all in. So I mean, he's got the world's fastest hat trick and the fastest guy to ever have or five. The fastest to five goals. The high five is Juan mentioned earlier. I mean, <laughs> Robert Lewandowski. I can't find a better striker than him in the last decade. That has been this consistent. Now, in the beginning, you could say that well, Robert Lewandowski was Robert Lewandowski too. You see that 14-15 Bayern season, yeah, and moving away from Dortmund. I just I like Robert Lewandowski, and I think that he has potential. Maybe well, I think his window's closed. I'm trying to win. Maybe the team he might get it this year. Maybe because just him doing it for club and nation or for his nation. Excuse yeah. me, it's something where he could probably win it this year. He's like in a good spot. I mean, because last year, I mean, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Messi, I mean, you can't take that away from Mbappe. He's played amazing last year, and he's yeah. playing decent this year as well. All right, Who'd you go with, Carl? No, oh, I, okay, I, I want to go. I, I want to I round it off. Lewandowski as well. I had no idea he had never made a team of the year, though. But same same as you, man. I mean, he's he's so consistent. You can always count on Robert Lewandowski to, to get you a goal behind the net. So I, Lewandowski, for me, is the best striker of the decade. See, I had him written down until... 25 minutes before we went on air and it was very tough for me because Lewandowski is a player that I love that I've watched since the Dortmund days like the early Dortmund days moving in then he moved to Bayern obviously uh, on teams that I've loved uh, it was very tough for me to make this decision oh boy. but I think as I'm trying to look at the decade as a whole and impact to team and um I would say Lewandowski covers more of the last seven years, and I would say this guy that I picked covers more of the first seven to eight. I went, I went with Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Hot take. I got it. <laughs> Hot take. Oh, no. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. It hurt me. It hurt me to, to make that decision. But I think Ibra impact the team. How far he was getting in the Champions League with PSG, um, and then obviously he had the Barca days, and so I just think that that together with impact the team, I think put it over the edge. He also has, I think he made Team of the Year in 2010. So the man, um, he really in like embodies like this larger than life personality. I think. I mean, obviously, that doesn't really have anything to do with on the pitch, but I think, and uh, in I think internationally they're both tied—one for Sweden, one for Poland. You can't really like say like either one of them does like better like than the other. Like maybe Sweden has played a little bit better. I don't know, but it's probably pretty much a draw there. You kind of got to just go off club, and I think um, I just gave Ibrahimovic the edge in a late in a late decision, a late change. But I did have Lewandowski there for a long time, so obviously I can't argue with that. Dude. But and, and I did feel bad about playing Homer for Neuer. <laughs> I, th I don't think Lom was really no. Homer. That but, was a makeup, though. Yeah. That was a little bit of a makeup call. I'm <laughs> about to drop it. I'm about to drop a meteor take onto what? this podcast. Is Lawton the most overrated player that soccer's I, ever seen? You know, I, <laughs> because I mean, no. I'm looking. I don't know, I don't know if overrated, like. Oh, and he had the Milan days too. He had the, he had the Milan years. Don't get me wrong, but he just never seemed to get it together when it came to the most important one, and that was the Champions League. Obviously, he was never going to win a, a a World Cup with the supporting cast around him. And PSG that. didn't have PSG didn't have the tools at the time to to win. Oh, but PSG, those, uh, the uh, incredible uh, Barcelona team he was in the in the late two thousands, well, or the Inter team that he was okay, in. Okay, okay, I would I would say 
the the Barca teams, he had a shot. The Barca teams, that was when he was going to win it. I don't think he was ever going to beat Barca or Real Madrid when he was at PSG. I don't think he had a shot. I just, I, I don't. I, and, and just same with Robert Lewandowski. He He's a highlight reel. Robert Lewandowski wasn't gonna, it w- wasn't gonna beat, it didn't beat those Madrid teams when Bayern went up against them, and wasn't gonna beat the Barca teams if they made it. So, I just, uh, I understand where you're coming from. I get that you're looking for a guy that, I mean, we're looking at the numbers right now on the screen, and like this guy is a goal bucket. Like he will get you a goal. No doubt. 122 appearances. This is going off Wikipedia. And 113 goals. For PSG. And for for, PSG. And five seasons. Four or five year stretch there. From 2012 to 2016. incredible. That's an amazing clip. That's Ronaldo clip right there. I just – I do not – I don't know what to say. I mean, yeah. It's very hard. It's very hard. Yes, what he's doing is incredible, which, like, I can't say, oh, my gosh, Zlatan stinks. He's never been good. Well. But I just think he's overrated, and I go with Juan. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done it on the big stage, and now I mean, say Lewandowski has won one. Well, right. no, 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 he hasn't. He lost that one. He was on Dortmund, right, that year. He pulled up. I think he was on Dortmund when they played Bayern and lost. But I, I mean, and so I don't think I don't think Lewandowski has one. Does he? I'm gonna feel bad if I didn't get that. 24. Yes, yes, he was on that team that lost. So. He was on that dormant team that lost, so he he doesn't have one. Zlatan doesn't have one. If you look from 09 to, I'd say, 2016, so his last year at PSG before he went to United, and you look at probably 2011 so or 2012, so when Lewandowski was at Dortmund starting in 2012, going to 2019, I would say you would those are pretty equal players. And you give the – you give the – you give like 09 to 11 and 12 – to the advantage to Ibra, and you give seven, 16, 17, all the way through 19 advantage to Lewandowski. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't agree with this, Carl. I do not. I just think, okay, let's put the facts for, for, for your case. He's 38. He's, scoring, he's still scoring 50 goals a game. I mean, like, 50 goals not, a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 50 goals a game. This guy's insane. He scored 50, 52 goals and in his two-year stretch with the Galaxy. Yeah. 17 went in United for the two-year stretch, and we said the 113, 122 appearances for PSG. Ridiculous clip. But, I mean, that P- the PSG squads were not that under underdeveloped. They weren't that malnourished where they could potentially run for, like, a quarterfinal or well, you know, yeah, a semifinal. But the, I think, didn't they make a semifinal in that stretch? I had to pull it up. But I, I don't. I think they made final eight. I don't. I don't know if semi. If... I think it was. I think it was final eight because, like I said earlier, I think it's when they beat PSG. Here, Carl. Carl's gonna look it up for us real fast. But when this guy, when you, when you carry this ego, right? Of you know, I know that's the whole thing. Zlatan is bigger. Nobody's bigger than Zlatan. Zlatan is you know the man. He's like the Chuck Norris of football. Right. Well, how about you win a trophy? Yeah. My language. How about you win something that isn't league? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I know the same thing can say about Lewandowski. And I know it sounds like I just feel Lewandowski more accomplished than than Slatan was. Apart from all the teams he went to, I mean, he won a bunch of like league titles and stuff. But let's look at the teams that he's played for, though. I mean, you said that the you know he played for the you know Juventus in the mid two thousands. He played Inter Milan, one of the better teams from oh six oh nine in the world. Then he goes to Barca, and then people consider him at a Barca like a, a flop. 
So yeah. while, some people while, thought his career was over at Barca. A lot of people called Ibrahimovic's career done after Barca. Right, and I and I so, and I can't argue against yeah. that. He's, he's he was so bad he went on a loan. Yeah, to to Milan. Yeah, I know, I know. But okay, so here, Zlatan shows Zlatan shows up, Champions League. In 2012-13, quarterfinal. 13-14, quarterfinal. 14-15, quarterfinal. 15-16, quarterfinal. And then, I don't know if he was there 16-17. No, it, he wasn't. He was, he was at United. At that point? 16-17, yeah, he's at United. So they got quarterfinals every single year he was there. And then the year before he got there, they were in Europa League group stage. That's when they got knocked out. PSG I, or United? PSG. <laughs> In 2011-12, Europa League group stage. The year after, Champions League round of 16. League year after that, Champions League round of 16. So he's been in the round of 16 ever since. PSG was always in the round of 16 when he when he, he got there. them to quarterfinals. That's a curse. It's PSG's curse is getting out of there, and then he got them to the final eight. I, I got one for one before we go into the golden star of the week. How about the game uh, Brazil versus Colombia in the 2014 World Cup? What's your take on on Rom or on uh, that David Luiz free kick he got? <sighs> I think FIFA. I think FIFA's corrupt a little. Nah, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah, that is corruption. Yeah, everyone knows this, but uh, I think our goalkeeper is is mediocre at best, a, if I can call him that. And I and I love him to death. We don't have any other options, but uh, come on, man. That, that's a, that's a keeper's goal. Like not even me being a sub player at Porter Ridge would have stopped that goal from going in. And he just wasn't covering over far enough. It was not good. And then can we also not, you know, the takeaway on Yepes, our defender at the time, our beloved dinosaur that was playing out there. He was like 42 dinosaur. years old. And they, they, you know, um, they said it wasn't a goal. They said he was offsides, but I don't know. There's yeah, a lot yeah, of controversy. Phil Jaleke, how do you say it, Coral? What, Phil? Oh, Jack Yoka? He's 37 years old. That's a dinosaur. Yeah. All right, Golden Star of the Week. Coral's got his hands up. He's ready to go. Golden Star of the Week, Coral, who do you got? I have... I guess that's a day because we done too My far. boy, the Lego policeman, <laughs> Sam Darnold. <laughs> oh, I was so lost. He, like, he looks – he just has that really square face and jaw. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were, like, actually referencing, like, a no, Lego guy. I was like, no. what? He just, he just looks like a doofus. But, um, yeah, had an amazing performance. I uh, think, like, 210 yards, two touchdowns. Had an amazing play, throwing, running left, throwing back across his body. Probably should have ran it, but if you look at the clip, throw to Robbie Anderson in between two defenders, and the Jets smash the Raiders 34-3, to and probably they'll ruin their playoff chances. Ruin our number one pick chances, that's for sure. <laughs> but um, I'm not getting false hope. I know that this season will probably be a wash, but – it was cool to see us play well, and it made, gave me a little bit of happiness when all of my teams decided to suck this weekend besides them. So, Sam Darnold. Juan, who's your golden star of the week? Golden star of the week, Lego James. Uh, LeBron. LeBron's the golden <laughs> star of the week. Is this how this works? We just talk about um... – yeah, dude, just tell us why LeBron James is your golden star of the week. Lego James, I... man, 34 – you know, he he has a lot of at, like aspects about him that remind me of Andrea Pirlo, right? It's just the game is natural to him. It just it comes easily. But yeah, but and, the beard and, game. But what about the beard game? That the, Pirlo Pirlo wins beard game. Oh yeah, Pirlo. There's no competing. Pirlo's like a fashion icon, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's just like a he's like a men icon. It, it's the Italian in him. Yeah, yeah I agree. 
I mean, Pirlo drinking a glass of wine. I mean, that's iconic. What a sexy man. Yeah, and yeah, LeBron James is my going star, man. He, you know, he's leading the Lakers first in the West. <sighs> Guy's a freak athlete, greatest athlete of all time, greatest basketball player to ever touch the basketball. Hey, there we go. That's some love right there. Yep. Golden Star of the Week, number seven for me. Oh my goodness, I really don't have one, honestly. I can't think of a mind right now. Think maybe someone that isn't in sports. Um, oh no, yeah, 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 yeah. I actually have a good one. Um, my goal and start of the week is a man that hasn't been in sports in a while. He retired a couple years ago. He's got his Hall of Fame induct or the voting's come for him. Derek Jeter, man, coming out uh, on Sunday. I think he posted a um, he had a newsletter from the excuse me, the Players Tribune, talking about the five years since he's he founded it. And all the athletes have come on there and talked about stuff that wasn't sports. And seeing Derek Jeter back, and I haven't seen Derek Jeter do anything in a while because he doesn't play anymore and he just runs the worst baseball team, worst baseball franchise in the Miami Marlins. Or, yeah, Marlins. Yeah. Um, so he comes out and just talks about how he just loves the Players' Tribune and everything it's done so far. And – yeah, I think Derek Jeter, and I hope he gets in the Hall of Fame next to Mariano Rivera and all the other Yankee greats. So I guess that's that's, that's going to be it for my goal and start of the week. I think it's a good place to wrap it. I got one more thing. I forgot to mention it. It's been my phrase for the reason why I put Tony Cruz. Juan's heard this multiple times. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. I have it. <laughs> I have it in my in my Google Notes. The sweet tea is, like, really drying up my throat, so I'm going to try to say I it without... That, I thought that was the start of your quote. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taylor coughed and explains why he's coughing. When you see when you watch the game, you won't see Tony Cruz. But if you watch Tony Cruz, you'll see the game. You like that quote right that, there? That is pretty cool. That's a good one, isn't it? You like that quote. But who's his partner in crime? Luka <laughs> Modric. Honestly, the team... Looking back at it, I'm a, that I'm engine's getting old on Luca though, and Tony Cruz, man. That engines, those engines are getting old. We we look back at it, and it just it's just amazing the shift. Like we said earlier, just something I just want to talk about real quick, which is like the shift from the England and and Italy powerhouse to like just Spain running the last decade. I'm gonna leave you guys with a question before we sign off. Is England going to come back with Liverpool, the resurgence of Liverpool? You think England's going to come back and run the, like, best players? Of Question. The world? Also, if you want to answer this, you can answer in the comment section of the YouTube video as well. Right. Give your opinion. Right. Low, low plug there. Or, throw, um, or, or tweet at us. Or we, we have Carl Hines' Twitter, my Twitter, and I don't think Juan has a Twitter. No, Juan does have a Twitter. Uh, yeah, I don't know right now. I don't use it a lot, but uh, I'll get on that. So don't – yeah, we'll, we'll get on that. In the comments below, if you made it this far, please. If you made it this far, you're a trooper. Yeah. Or you're my dad. <laughs> Did you listen to all of them? Yeah. <laughs> no way. He asked me he, – he always like – he doesn't know how to work YouTube well. Right. So he just asked me to send him the links to it. <laughs> Dude, shout out Carl's dad. Let's go. Awesome. That's a goal. My mom right listens there. to them too. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Let's go. <laughs> And my, my mom has no time to listen, but she listens to them all the way through. Well, get your dad. I, th I throw on the podcast when I'm driving to school. I always throw on the podcast. That 45-minute commute to Charlotte. Okay, but go back to sorry, the question. Sorry, We're getting sidetracked. You want to keep going for two hours if you can. Shout out mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Carl's parents. I do appreciate that, and we appreciate that. 
So, do you think England's going to come back in the shift of being one of the dominant teams in the world as they were in during the mid 2000s? Early 2000s. Early 2000s, yeah. Quick answer is no. Okay. That's fair enough. Long answer is Premier League has the most amount of games out of any of the leagues. They have the most domestic cups. Most of the English players play in the Premier League. There's the long form. They they're just going to be too tired. They don't have a good enough manager. I don't think they'll ever have a good enough manager to manage that team. Uh, I think there's too much pressure put on them by the English people as a nation. And all those factors combined together, I don't think they'll return unless they have. Wait, wait, wait. And, I, unless, I, you know, I think I phrased this right. Unless, unless they have English, a. Like, I'm not talking about like the national team. I'm talking about like. Oh, oh, I thought you yeah, meant yeah, the yeah. national okay, team. Yeah, so, so, but do you like, do you think you see like your Liverpools, your Man Cities, you see United, Tottenham coming back, Chelsea's in like being dominant in world football like i think i'm going to adapt some of my thing okay they play a lot of games right especially the teams that are in all the competitions right i think that plays a huge part in it and which is why you saw i think between there's a lot of years between when chelsea won it and when liverpool won it so like you saw those like the like those chelsea teams the united teams win right. it and i don't think you're gonna see that again for a while, especially with the way the top six are performing right now. Well, the the quote unquote top six. So like both the Manchester's, Arsenal, Liverpool, uh Chelsea. Chelsea and Tottenham. So Juan, what do you got on that on my question? <sighs> that's a, that's a good question. Um I think no. I think um Carl has a great point. They they do play a lot, man. And they play in so many different cubs. And the press, the English press is just it They're is on them. I mean, it's rough. I mean the Spanish it's, press it's, is bad. It's but the English press is it's probably the worst in all of Europe. I mean a coach doesn't last ten games. Um, even if he's rebuilding a team over there. Like they the press is awful. So I, I think there's too much pressure. I think they play a lot. Like Carl made some great points, and I, I just don't. I think Spain and in Germany are going to continue to dominate, and that's where the money's uh, at. I wouldn't say Germany is dominated. Uh, when I well, I mean, well, when you say Germany and Spain, you're really only thinking about four clubs when, when you when you think about this yeah. two. But they just they seem to win it when it comes to Champions well, I, League. If you want, if you want to add Atletico in there. And at, yeah, I think I agree. Agree. So five. So five you're going to throw Dortmund in there, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I threw Dortmund and I threw Munich in there. So five clubs is is between those two nations, and yet they they demolished what would you would say like ten? Oh no, we awesome. lost. We lost a lot. What did we, we lose? Some power. The audio with Juan. Give us a second. Hold on. Not like this. Juan, hello. Hello, hello. All right, talk. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, man, I was I was going in on that take too. I was I was feeling passionate on that one. Um, so I just don't think I don't think they're gonna be able to. And those five clubs seem to to destroy a lot of those uh, four, five, six clubs that that the English league has. So I don't think they will. You have anything else to close with any of you, Juan? You want to say say anything else before we we wrap it up? No, no, I think I I think we covered it all. Carl, I think it was a great podcast. I had good chem. Yeah, I enjoyed having the three man on this. This is awesome. Yeah, this is this is uh, interesting. Ho- hope everyone else enjoyed. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, mom and dad. Longest podcast <laughs> ever. Thank you, Carl's parents. Thank you, Carl's parents. Um, 
So I guess we'll have a pod coming out. Well, we have Thanksgiving break coming out. Or coming out. Coming, coming up. up, yeah. When so, we get back, maybe? If you – I don't know. Because we're going to have, like, coming up for exams and stuff like right. that. Like, we'll have two days in the reading day. Um, so it might be it might be a week and a half, two-week break. Right. Because we get – I mean, we just had the last one come out, and then this one will – should be coming out very soon. So. This one, I'm gonna try to get this one by tomorrow. So that'll like, be like late two, tomorrow. So this will probably air two in after like three the days games. or two in two days. So it would be, I mean, and decently long ones. I'd yeah. say like a fifty, and then this is like what an hour and a half. This one's an hour and thirty. So it's about two hours right here. Yeah. So I think that's like like over like two and a half, like two close to two and a half hours yeah. of content. I think. Yeah. We'll should be fine for the next like week and a half, um, two weeks. So. Yeah, uh, great we'll, podcast. Shout out Juan, Carl. You guys are doing good. You know, we this is good. But I think the next thing I want to look at is going to be looking back on these matches. These look and matches. look and setting up the final match day and closing out the group stage will be right. coming up. So, so we'll come back. Maybe Juan comes back for the closing the group stages if he wants. We'll I mean, see what we'll our see schedule. schedule is. You guys are willing to have me, man. Yes, I'll be if back. Willing, if we're willing to have you. Well, that's going to do it for Nothing But Net, Episode 7. We're two hours in. I think it's time to wrap it up. I'm Taylor Hudson. I'm your host. I'm saying peace, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, everyone. Uh, Thank you guys for having me.